1: This is Computer Talk with TAB, hosted by Eric Semmel of TAB Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at, at Inc.com. or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric.
2: And good morning. This is Computer Talk with TAB. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. And you guys all woke up. we got four lines jam-packed of callers, so thank you uh, for joining us on the show. And, uh... We do appreciate it. Let's get right to your calls. You've been nice enough to do that. So let's go to Karen in Burlington first. Morning, Karen.
3: Hi. Good
4: morning. What's going on? Okay, so I'm trying to uninstall Kaspersky, <laughs> and, and it won't let me. It tells me I don't have administrative rights to my own machine.
2: <laughs> ah, that stinks. So are you the only user, or is there an admin?
4: No, I'm the only user. <laughs> it's oh. a personal laptop.
2: <laughs> okay, so we can try to find an uninstall program. However, you need to. Are you running Windows 10?
4: Uh, no. I think it's Windows
2: 8. Windows 8. Okay, similar. When you write, you should be able to right-click and run as administrator. Um, That might give you the power you need to uninstall the software. (laughs) Or we can try to get you an uninstaller program from, uh, believe it or not, from Kaspersky. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah,
4: I just didn't know if there was a trick. It it starts. It goes so far, and then all of a sudden it says you don't have administrative rights to to uninstall this, and then you click OK, and it does a rollback and just reinstalls everything.
2: Yeah, those are Russians, man. They don't let I'm go. Telling you. They don't let go. <laughs> We're going to put a link here for you. I know it sounds so tinfoil hat, but it does seem silly to me that we would run Russian antivirus on our computers, period. I have nothing against the Russian people, lovely people. No big deal, but it just seems odd to me. I always, always would joke about AVG in the Czech Republic. Uh, it just doesn't seem like we'd want to run software from the Czech Republic. What does the Czech Republic know about antivirus? <laughs> um, I'm sure they're great writers about antivirus, but I would prefer to get it, you know. American antivirus software. So in well, your case, I
4: agree, and I've actually already put OpenDNS and Microsoft Security Essentials on the machine. So
2: there you go. I there you need
4: go. to get rid of this because uh, it's expired. So I did, you know.
2: Yes, well, expired is good too. So we're gonna have uh, we have a link here for you that Bob found uh, how to remove Kaspersky Total Security, and uh, we'll put a link up there for you that you can follow. Great, thank you. You got it, Karen. Bye. Bye.
0: It's like Hotel California. Once you check in, you can never leave.
2: Exactly. <laughs> um, so we'll put that there, right there for you. So we got a call from Lee in Ashford next. Hey, Lee, what's up?
5: Hey, how you doing? Good, uh, good. Pretty good. Um, listen, you brought up the subject of HD radio. I did. So I wanted to know a little bit more about it. I, I, the only way I can listen to WTIC is through my HD receiver hooked up to my stereo system.
2: Nice. But if you yeah. have, do you have HD radio in your car?
5: Mm, yes, I do. But I turned it off because here's the next question. Mm. The signal keeps dropping out.
2: It does It does occasionally. So it's a simulcast through 96.5 HD2. You've used that channel? Or have you used yeah. the 1080 one? There's 1080 yeah. has HD as well.
5: Oh, I didn't know 1080 has HD.
2: Both, both channels have HD radio. So you can go oh, HD okay. radio with 1080. Or yeah. you can try the 96.5 HD2. Which one did you try?
5: I'm using the 96.5 on my home, in my home.
2: Yeah. But how about um, in your car?
5: I haven't turned it on in the car because I didn't realize I could use it on yep. 96.5 in the car.
2: Check it out, and that's Check the beauty of FM now. So AM doesn't sound as we all know this doesn't sound as nice as FM. Yeah. Um, but on the FM side, there it does. It sounds amazing. Um, so, you, but it does occasionally drop out. Not sure what that's all about. I'm not. You know, I'm, you not, know I'm not an engineer okay. when it comes to that. But uh, yeah. it sounds amazing when it works. So yeah.
5: Uh, well, here's the other question: Why is there a delay?
2: On the, on the on the 96 it was a simulcast so I think what happens is there's a delay on on any news talk station uh, so that there's no bad words that are spoken and what I well, think happens is that delayed signal comes out to your on your HD side
5: well no it's a delay compared to the AM because um, I think
2: you know, it's the same like thing
5: upstairs and the AM, our radio on regular, regular am yep it's like the fm 96.5 on the HD is like a half a minute behind
2: I want to tell you it's probably seven seconds.
5: No, it's, it's more? more than that. Yeah. Just,
2: uh, I don't know. Again, I'm not the engineer, Lee, as far as okay. why they're doing it, but they are doing a, they're simulcasting. And so I think they first have to have the, the actual broadcast, and okay. then it's pumped out through some other system a little later.
0: If you oh, listen okay. to, to it on the AM side, hmm. and then you go and you switch over to internet radio and pick it up on the internet radio, It'll be delayed it's, it's going to be about 30 seconds behind, like, just like you yeah. have saying. They're probably yeah. all the
2: same. They're probably all re-simulcasting from the same source, I guess.
5: What is the other question? They, they've been running these uh, like commercials. After August first, mm. you're, you're not going to be able to hear it anymore. No, that's
2: I... a little. They're basically saying you can't use other streaming tools other than Radio. dot com. Oh. So they want oh. you to get over to Radio. dot com uh, so that you know that after a certain time, they're going to only be available on Radio. dot com if you want to stream it. Yeah, that's, that's all. Well,
5: yeah, on my phone, I can listen to it on Radio. dot com. Yep. Yep. Yeah, sounds good. That, which is here's, I don't know if you know the answer, but after the big snowstorm we had in March where there was 150,000 people out of power, yes. ever since then, I have not been able to pick up the AM signal in my kitchen radio. It's all <laughs> static. <laughs> Did something happen to their antenna or what?
2: No. I no? mean, this is a 50,000-watt flamethrower. I think something happened to your radio.
5: That's what I think maybe happened to my radio.
2: Yeah. Because it would yeah. be horrible if everybody in the, in the whole area there couldn't, couldn't hear uh, the AM side. This station would have trouble, wouldn't it?
5: I mean, I grew up with WTAC-AM.
2: Exactly. So you it know. turns out it's your radio, Lee. I would pretty much bet my third kid on that.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? <laughs> yeah.
2: He's always up for. He's always up for being bet. So. All right, all right Lee. Great. So thank you. You got it. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Um, yeah, this fifty thousand watt flamethrower is always broadcasting. I mean, you can hear that up into Vermont. Um, let's move on to Bill in Windsor next. Morning, Bill. Good morning, how are you today? Doing fine, how are you?
6: Good. I want to comment on two things and the question on one. Yeah. I've long since realized that advertisers do this target advertising and send you things as soon as you looked at something online. Yep. I concluded I probably can't do much stopping that. Right. But what I've done instead is that when I'm looking for something, I'll send out a barrage of things. I'll send out inquiries of how to grow tomatoes, bicycles, tires, garage door openers, sunscreens, <laughs> you name it. Okay. And I figure if they're going to do this, I'm going to let them think I'm interested in everything so they won't have a clear idea of what I'm interested in.
2: All right. Yeah.
6: I, I'm curious your comments on that.
2: I don't have enough time for that, but if you've got the time for that, I don't, I don't know that it does anything because eventually you're going to make the purchase. And uh, I think the purchase is where you actually show your stripes. Um, But if you've got the time, and who knows? I mean,
6: doesn't take long. I'm
2: gonna search tomatoes and batteries and garage door openers. I don't
6: really search very long. I just send the inquiries out. Yeah. Uh,
2: I'm not sure that really would do anything, Bill, because frankly, I think they're smarter than that. But then again, maybe they're not. Who knows?
0: My my problem is I get the info ads after I've already made the
2: purchase. It's so annoying. I know. I know, it's so annoying. So
6: The other comment I wanted to make was, with all the information or all the news about the Chinese stealing all our technology, hmm. why does somebody in Hartford think it's such a great idea to subsidize a Chinese company and locate them in Connecticut?
2: Yeah, again, we talked about that earlier. I think folks are looking into it. Um, not the fact that they're Chinese, but the fact that they don't make any money. And why we gave them $10 million to come here is beyond me either. I don't know why they, we give anybody money to come here. We shouldn't have to bribe them to come here. They should want to come here, right? The the business climate should be so friendly that people are clamoring because we're ranked super high when it comes to education and workforce. But the business climate is abysmal. So, we have to bribe them to come here. So, if they just fix the business climate, if you if you align the fact that we've got a lot of smart people working here, with a good business climate, we wouldn't have to bribe them to, to do anything. They'd be wanting to come here, right? Because we're so smart and so uh, capable as as, uh, as as folks. So I don't understand why we keep bribing anybody to come here.
0: Well, it's so uh, bad. With my a, tax dollars, we got a 19 year old UConn student running for governor. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's running for Senate. I think Senate. That's yeah, right. I heard him. He sounded yeah. great. <laughs> More power and to it's him. It's because people are kids are graduating from school and leaving, leaving. the state because oh, you yeah. can't you know you can't make money. here. That was his
2: point. Yeah. So we'll see, Bill. But I don't think they should be paying anybody to come. Here. Great. <laughs> All right, Bill. Thanks. Yeah, picking winners and losers with our tax dollars bothers me every day because no one gave Tab anything. No one even cares if we stay in business or go away. Well, they just keep taking
0: my money. I just paid my car taxes, and it was enormous. <laughs> and I, everybody that I talked to was, without me saying anything, how right, I, I overheard conversations was about they got their car taxes and they can't believe how high it was. Yeah, I know. we don't own our cars and our homes anymore. We just pay, pay rent to
2: the rent to the government. The we're gonna step out for a quick break. We got Glenn on the line. Three lines open for you. Feel free to get online. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC, and we're talking about you know our 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 technology and how it's working for us and knows a lot about us. We'll be right back this is arguably the best tune from the nineteen eighties. And apropos to what we're talking about. <laughs> So let's get back to more of your calls. Feel free to get online, eight hundred nine six six 966 522-WTIC. Three lines open for you, and uh, we'll do our best to help you out with computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. A lot of concerns today about privacy. Just now, our senators are waking up to the fact that your smart TV could be tracking where you're going on, t- uh, t- on TV, whether you're watching certain shows or maybe you actually use your smart TV to surf, which is god-awful painful. Um, but it, it just possibly, huh, who would have thunk it, could be tracking where you're, where you're going, what you're watching. And these senators, Blumenthal and Markey, I think, want to find out if that's true. Hey, guys, it is. It's it is. It's true. (laughs) Let's go to Glenn in New Britain. Hey, Glenn, what's up?
4: Hey, uh, you know, I've been hearing about uh, you guys switching. Well, the the station is switching over to uh, radio dot com instead of tuning. Yeah, Uh, that's going to affect the Alexa users. Radio.com is not one of the uh, services available through Alexa. Really? Yes.
2: So your smart microphone is not going to play Radio.com for you? Oh, play Radio.com. Interesting. We'll look that up. I didn't know that.
4: Apparently, it's not going to be smart enough to pick up you guys.
2: Oh, no. That's not good. Uh, We'll take a look at that. Um, I would be sorry to hear that if that's the case. Uh,
4: Yeah, I'm one of those geeks that... You know, I, I kind of like Alexa. It's so convenient to just say, "Hey, play WTIC," and there it goes. I
2: know? hear you. Yeah. Do you call so, it a smart speaker, or do you call it a smart microphone, like I do?
4: I don't call it smart anything. <laughs> Actually, I would put a smart other word that you can't say on the radio. Gotcha.
2: Gotcha. But you like it, and um, well, I'm, I'm I'm surprised, frankly, that it isn't supported. But we'll take a peek at that. Um, but that's the whole issue again. Now, you know, Amazon's going to say, "Well." You want it? You want us to play uh, Radio.com and give us some money, right? It's probably yeah, what's going to happen.
4: Probably help. what it is. So, yeah, uh, I just figured you know your listeners might want to be aware of it so they don't have to make the last minute scramble to try and listen to your show.
2: I hear you. Yeah. Um, well, there's always that old fashioned thing called a radio.
4: Yeah, yeah. We've got uh, 1 a.m. radio in the house, believe it or not.
2: Well, the other thing, too, Glenn, maybe because uh, I'm not a uh, an Alexa user, can you take your smartphone and play content from your smartphone to Alexa? Yeah, with, with
1: Bluetooth.
2: Okay. Do you have Bluetooth? If you're rich if you have yeah. Bluetooth, I hear. You do? Yeah. Okay. So if you load the app, if you load the Radio.com app on your smartphone, you can then do that through Alexa if you want to.
4: Yeah, well, that kind of just defeats the way how to play it.
2: You know? <laughs> oh, yes, right. That's the whole problem with smart technology. Like you said, it's not that smart. <laughs> yeah. But you can uh, create a Rube Goldberg approach to connect to it. What do you got, Bobby? You been looking this up a little bit?
0: Uh, well, if you can get iTunes, you can get radio.com.
2: Do you have a, yeah, do you have, well, it's through iTunes, not through Alexa.
0: Uh, not through Alexa. But...
2: Oh, okay, that's what we're trying to figure out if that's true or not, but we'll check on.
0: Yeah. I just wanted to give
4: your listeners a heads up because you guys are the best. And I've been listening to you since you started. And, uh, well, thanks. Great show. Great show guys.
2: We appreciate it. And thanks for, uh, giving us a heads up here. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Cause I'm sure the station wants to make sure all those folks who are using Alexa can still stream us. There so, you go. Thanks. Hey, have a good day. You too. All right. So, uh, that'd be bad. I mean, that's the thing about smart technology, e- you know, which ecosphere are you going to buy into, you know, you, Glenn bought into Alexa. Bob might have Google. You might have Apple. Uh, but you know the idea is so that you could, you should be able to a- access this technology ubiquitously. And you can't when you have certain ecospheres that are fighting for each other and fighting for your access. Whereas in the old days, you just turned on the radio, which worked no matter where you are. Now you need an internet connection, a high-speed modem, a firewall, a smart microphone or slash speaker just to get radio. It's like a Rube Goldberg approach to getting radio. Are we improving things? I don't, I don't know that we are. Uh, the, the radio always worked. It still does work. It's a broadcast. It just works. But if you don't, you know, then you worry about bandwidth. I mean, I got Cox telling me, hey, buddy, uh, you're going to be charged for using more terabytes because my kids are home from school, right? So they think the Internet's free and they stream everything. They're falling asleep streaming in the office. All day long, and uh, Cox is saying, "Well, we're going to start charging you for your bandwidth. Uh, your band, your, not your bandwidth, your data usage. It's really not your bandwidth that's the problem these days anymore. You re- really can solve everything with 50 megabits of bandwidth. The issue is they're going to charge you per megabit, and uh, just like the water company charges you per per gallon, and um, that's where your cost is really going to come in. So they're warning us, you know, hey, you're going to be hitting you. So now imagine paying." for something that you could get so many years ago for free with internet firewalls, security, computers, smart microphones just to get radio. Are we improving anything? I don't know. Let's go to Jim in Danbury. Hey Jim.
3: Hey guys, What's up? Um, I'm from Danbury and uh, i I consider myself a little bit of a geek. All right. Uh, a geek wannabe. Yeah. Um, my strong points are more hardware than uh, software. Okay. But I've got a comment and a question.
2: All right, go for it.
3: Um, I wanted to get some props to Bing uh, for conservatives. Props to what? Props to Bing, uh, the uh, search.
2: Oh, the search engine search, Bing.
3: Correct. Oh. Microsoft. Yeah, I know. I know. every we love to talk uh, talk badly about Microsoft. But uh, no,
2: we just talk about what's happening with Microsoft, not necessarily badly, but that, go ahead
3: that's, Well, all negatively
2: right
3: <laughs> yeah. um, no, because uh, as a conservative yeah. uh, I went to freedomwatch.org dot right. org and in Google yeah. and they had a uh, get involved link mm-hmm. when I went to it, I got a message um, not available page not available mm. then I went to Bing did yeah. th- the same thing, and the page came back up right right up interesting so I'm assuming that they're doing more. Um, um... Filtering. Well, yes, filtering yeah. than than uh, being. So, I just want to say that
2: you're probably right. We're going to find this across all these social networks and all these tools now. But now we have to worry about censorship by these companies, whether it be At- Facebook, Twitter, Google.
3: Absolutely, there. I know YouTube is really bad, mm-hmm. and the Facebook is 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 bad also. Then. Yeah. And, oh, oh, the other thing before I forget, yeah. um, you guys ever thought of going on community TV? Because I love your show.
2: Thanks. thanks. We have faces for radio. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, the, but thanks. Well, all right. Uh, the question is, uh, my girlfriend has Windows 8, all right. and within the last month or so, uh, we've been getting this USB device not recognized that comes up um, every sometimes every 10 seconds, every uh, minute. Uh, sometimes once an hour, but it's just um, there
2: what's and, connected to the computer?
3: Um, it, there's nothing really except the, the mouse and the uh, and the keyboard and the printer and this started about a month ago before that uh, it was fine yep I've gone in and i've in uh, device manager and I've uninstalled the uh, the little the uh, question mark there. Pertaining to the USB device, and then it goes away, and then when I start the computer, it comes back in again. Okay.
2: So, hang, if you can hang on a little bit through the break, Jim, we'll take a look at it. It could be based on it could be a power management issue, or any one of those USB devices could be causing it. So, uh, and Bob has some ideas too. Okay. So, if you can hang on for a sec, we'll do. All right, we're going to keep Jim on hold out there in Danbury, and three lines open for you 800 966 WTIC, 522 WTIC. Feel free to get online, we'll do our best to help you out. Everything we've talked about is posted over at computertalkwithtab.com, thenameoftheshow.com, which also works, and, of course, on Facebook. If Mark Zuckerberg deems it worthy, that's why I say those lines, it'll get into your newsfeed. If he doesn't deem it worthy because you know he just doesn't want you to know what's going on, he won't let it go into your newsfeed. Who knows how it gets into your newsfeed? I don't know. We'll be right back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. And uh, we're going to go right back to Jim. He's still there, Jim? I'm still here. All right. So uh, you have an issue with your USB not being recognized, and Bob did a little bit of research here, so we have some ideas for you as far as what you can do okay. to correct that. What do you got, Bob?
0: Well, I find that sometimes, for unknown reasons, the a particular USB device... Might uh, not interact well. I don't know whether it's a corrupt driver somewhere, right. uh, how it's pointing to the specific USB port. Mm-hmm. But I've also found that if you uninstall it and then plug it into a different USB port, yeah. it'll recognize it and it'll come back. So sometimes just rearranging the cables will okay. fix it.
2: Also, power management could be involved. You could turn off, go to power management, and tell it to uncheck how it manages the USB ports. Uh, Because it's just Windows 8, again, driver-related, could uh, have confused it. I assume this is an upgraded machine to Windows 8? No. No. Oh, jeez. No, it was new, a new install. All right, so they should know everything about that computer. Now, this yeah. is, you talk about, I'm not sure if you're the one that said we're always giving Microsoft a hard time, but yeah. th- this is why.
3: I know. Uh, <laughs> well, I agree. I agree. Uh, th- th- there's only one other thing that I think might be po- a possibility, but but I'm not sure.
7: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, a few months ago, I, I got Kobe in Backup 11, and I put it on a thumb drive, and I downloaded, mm-hmm. and then every time we turn on, and I, I don't keep it in the computer, I, I, I unplug it, yeah. and then one uh, when we turn on the computer, we do get a message when it starts, uh, co- welcome to Kobe and backup 11, do you want to, whatever. mm mm-hmm. And then that goes away instantly. So I don't know if that could be related, but it, it started, you know, nothing, you know. After that? Way after. I mean,
2: a couple of months. Oh, then it wouldn't be related. It's not related. Okay. Um, okay. It's, it's either what Bob said, some sort of driver okay. update. Because every time Microsoft updates the system, I mean, yeah. everything was fine, right? Yeah. And then Microsoft updates the software. I know. And things know. break. And you, this is why we're so – I know. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's also on your search engine thing. There's other search engines besides Bing. Believe it or not, when Bing first came out, they were yes. caught using Google's search engine to, to deliver the results. Really? Yep. Wow. Um, which was kind of embarrassing for Microsoft when they were caught doing it. Um, now, yes, that's great that they, they are not um, doing that. Uh, there's other ones you can check as well. I think Duck Duck Duck, Duck something, DuckDuckGo or something like that. There's okay. other search engines. But All remember, right. you're dealing with corporations who really have no reason to to uh, offer you an unbiased search, right? Yeah. They can give you whatever they want. There's companies that are that are suing Google for the fact that they paid for certain types of words. Uh, and let, let's say you're you're you want to get your girlfriend flowers, right? Uh-huh. So flowers.com has some sort of word that you go to, but then all of a sudden, edible arrangements comes up as well. Now, Flowers is saying, hey, I paid for that type of search word, and why are you showing a competitor that instead of just sending my girlfriend Flowers, sends them Edible Arrangements, yeah. and and vice versa? I think actually Edible is suing for the other reasons because their stuff is being shown with other competitors. So they're a yeah. cor- corporation. There's actually no rule yeah. that says they can't be biased and only show you what they want to yeah, show I you. I guess
3: we have an expectation of privacy, but it's it's, it's that's exactly what it is. It's, or
2: you have an I expectation guarantee. of all being shown to you. Yes. And that's uh, unfortunately unrealistic. Yes. yes <laughs> They're exactly. a multi-billion-dollar company that has no real uh, reason to do anything. Yeah. They actually removed the "will not be evil" phrase from their from their, I know. From their so, company slogan.
3: Okay. So just to follow up now, if I do this, uh, if if I uh, unplug, I did it to I think the keyboard, and it didn't make a difference. But I'll do it, I'll do it with all the other two devices also. Yeah. Um, if that doesn't work, do you have any any
2: well, look okay. at the power management. Make sure okay. you turn it. And then you can go to the device manager itself and clear the USBs completely, like okay. delete them, and okay. reboot the machine, and hopefully it will reload the driver for and you. I also Bob. have,
0: like, there's a number of methods uh, on a link that we're going to post. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, five different, six different methods. Okay. Seven.
2: Seven. Eight, eight, nine. Eight. <laughs> so right. there's,
0: like, nine things you can try.
3: Great. All right. Well, I appreciate it, guys, and hopefully it will help. Thanks a lot.
2: You got it, Jim. All right, bye bye. Actually, that's one of the biggest issues in our industry again. So, you know, we work on we work on a lot, a lot of client machines. Right. And, you know, X, how many hours should you spend on this issue? Right. And how many things do you got to try? It, 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 the client assumes, well, you just do one thing and fix it. It's not like a leaky pipe for crying out loud. There's nine potential solutions to this problem within this operating system. <laughs> Well, and it's different in the next operating system. And the next component you've got connected to it, it's always different.
0: Remember when they first came out with Plug and Play? Yes. We used to call it Plug and Pray. We still do. Well, Plug and Pray is back.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. So we have uh, four lines open for you guys. We're here at 11 o'clock. Dr. Alessi's in. He's in the green room getting ready for healthy rounds. I'll we'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. Uh, have you ever had this issue, though, when you're out there buying things online? Uh, the example I was giving you earlier in the show is my wife and his sister-in-law We're trying to buy plane tickets, right? And they've already been burned once where the plane ticket prices were different when they both hit enter. This last time, they're purchasing plane tickets six months in advance. Six months. They just came available six months in advance. They're both online figuring out which planes they want to take and which flights we want to take. Six months in advance, they're both going to press enter. And they both do. And both of them somehow screwed up something in the information that they're putting in there to make the purchase, whether someone's got an email address wrong or a zip code wrong. They both screwed something up. So they both frantically go to fix it. My wife pushes enter, gets the plane tickets. Sister-in-law pushes enter, does not get the plane tickets. It's already full. I don't believe it. I don't believe that that plane filled up. I think I call BS. That plane did not fill up the second my sister-in-law decides to press enter, and they had to now take different flights. They had to take a flight that not was not direct and has to have a stopover, uh, literally m- maybe seconds difference from when they both pressed enter on a flight that just became available. And I bet you if we look in a few months, there will still be seats available on the flight that, that my wife got and my sister-in-law did not get. And this whole thing about buying things online, I truly, I think we're all getting kind of screwed when it comes to how this stuff is supposed to work. Um, and they're just saying, "Well, you know what? We got to fill this flight over here, so we're going to stick her over here." They don't know that we're buying them together. We're going to stick those guys over there and stick these guys over here, and everyone's happy. No, nobody's happy. Well the plane's full. <laughs> That's what they say, Bob. <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be here they till wouldn't 11... lie. No, of course not. We're gonna be here till eleven o'clock. Feel free to get online, eight hundred nine six six WTIC, five two two WTIC. Four lines open for you on this lovely Saturday morning. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Dr. Alessi's in. He'll be ready to help you out with your uh, second opinion on your health advice, so stick around for that. Four lines open for you. Feel free to get online, and we'll do our best to help you out until 11 o'clock. But while we wait for your calls, we got some news here for you.
0: Yeah, the question is, how smart should a home be? Hmm. Good question. Um. this guy, Jim McGregor, and this is a CNET article. Yeah. He is building a new home, and he's making a smart home.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: But he's kind of trying to figure out what the uh, pluses and minuses are going to be. Okay. So with wireless connectivity, there's so many manufacturers out there, and they have so many different standards. That they're not all compatible, and they don't all work together. Right. And the other thing is that most of these companies are coming through with where they have their console to manage them is in the cloud. Right. Okay? Yeah. So you have your home. He's putting in a generator, and he's putting on um, a surge suppressor, right. and he wants to make smart switches and, you know, security cameras and uh, smart refrigerator, smart uh, microwave. microwave, smart toaster, smart coffee maker. Really? All of these smart all these lights. Well, you know— hmm. These smart switches, yeah, they cost a lot more because oh, yeah. a standard switch you can replace for a buck.
2: Yes, you know, and all. And this you just yelled the kid to turn the light off upstairs, <laughs> rather than sitting down in your <laughs> app. Or, or you or might <laughs> actually
0: get up and walk up and down the steps yeah, and take your steps, in. your uh, Fitbit would like that. Yeah, yep.
2: close a refrigerator door.
0: So, right. and, and in going through all this, then you start to talk about the privacy and the security concerns. Right. Well, how private? and we've been talking a lot about privacy mm-hmm. and secure is your data when it's up on the cloud
2: well we already know it's okay? not yeah
0: now how smart are these smart devices when you lose power right and the internet goes down right and now you you, you can't turn your heat up or down, your water heater goes off.
2: Well, you've got no power, anyways.
0: Your smart toaster doesn't toast. <laughs> your smart coffee maker doesn't make smart coffee. This is
2: when the internet's down. Yeah,
0: when the internet's good, so. Well, he, yeah, it's he impossible. likes the idea, which we are always promoting. You should be able to have these consoles in your in your under your own control.
2: Otherwise known as on premise. On premise.
0: Have your own private cloud.
2: Not even cloud; it's on premise. Um, it's local to your device, to your system. You don't need to communicate with the internet. You don't even have Al Gore know what's going on so with your smart toaster.
0: If you lose power, yeah, you have battery backup. Yeah,
2: but now and, your internet's down.
0: Well, and if you lose the internet, you have the ability to override the console and do it manually.
2: Do it locally, right? So and
0: not all these devices do. So it's a, it's a pretty good article. Yeah, and it's certainly worth a review. My my, I would love it much that way. Better. Yeah. But the biggest problem is, yeah, all of these manufacturers they don't they don't work they don't play well together.
2: Correct. So, and and, and that's just a no, how many apps do you need to pop your popcorn? <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, the popcorn button on my microwave really doesn't work that well. I got to put the time in myself. Um, so yeah, I mean, you, sh- you should have it on premise so you can configure your systems. On premise with a with a computer locally, you shouldn't have to have it talk back to the mothership. Now, if you if we find this is something that I would love to find someday, it'll probably be way beyond my um, my need for it. But we're really we're really bad at shopping for food. I mean, it's it's amazing I actually am sitting here because we are really bad at shopping for food. I don't know what it is, but my wife and I don't do a very good job of that. And so. Knowing when you're out of this or out of that or having the ability to actually put the things in the refrigerator that you want that would actually have an RFID that would tell you, hey, you've got one gallon of milk in there. You need to make sure you got your three boys home. They're going to suck it down in like half an hour. You need to get more milk. Um, That kind of stuff would be neat, you know, if it told me. And we had a, a list that was like, you know, you always buy this type of sausage. It's gone, you know. Your milk's running out. That could, I can see that. It'd be neat to have your, your refrigerator talk to you and then talk to an app on your phone so that you would then go to the, the store and say, oh, okay. Because my wife and I go to the store without a list. It's a huge mistake. We know that. Just, we're just bad yeah, at and it. And
0: don't go shopping when,
2: uh, be, when, you're hungry? when you're hungry. Oh, we're always hungry. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're kind of in trouble both ways there. But the thing is, it'd be neat to actually have something smart enough to say, hey, Eric, you, you, your kids are sucking down the milk. You need to get some more milk. You know, it would be even neater. Yeah. And,
0: but this gets into the privacy thing is if it could inventory what you had. Right, right. Know what With you With RFID. Know what you use. Yeah. yeah. And then what sites have it on
2: sale? Well, they would. What stores have th- it on sale? That'd be even better. I mean, then, yeah, that'd be even smarter. Or just have Peapod deliver it. You know, the Peapod can then connect into your app and say, hey, I'm going to deliver some food for you. You're, you're out of milk. That kind of stuff I can see is beneficial. However, imagine the technology that'll be required. Imagine you—you think you pay a lot for your your uh, appliance repairman now? Wait till he's got to change the computer out of your refrigerator or change the Wi-Fi interface.
0: Or actually, we we'll can it. actually find one two years later.
2: Uh, right, they become obsolete all of a sudden. That expensive refrigerator that's smart enough to tell you how much milk you got left. Is worth nothing. It's going to be an interesting future. Well, as
0: long as the display is like shiny black and you know <laughs> it doesn't yeah. look really ugly when it's not in use. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's right, good. Paul is going to comment on smart homes. Hey, Paul, have you got a smart home? Uh, hell no. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, good morning. The reason for my call is uh, I may be dating myself, but about thirty years ago there was a show on cable. Yeah. Uh, called Almost Home, hosted by Bob Villa. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, and he just kept looking for different things to do, and he decided to design a smart home. All right, and this home was so smart, there were no keys to get in it.
2: Oh uh, yeah,
1: you entered the code, get into the code right. off, of, off of either at the time one of the first generation smartphones or I, it actually had a remote. Anyhow, yeah. Long story short, I watched the whole house being built, but we never saw the reveal, and I couldn't figure out why. Yeah. Well, several months go by, and we find out why. He shows up with the crew to film the reveal and the whole bit. They cannot get into the house.
2: <laughs> they had to break a window. <laughs> yeah,
1: I honestly don't know how they did it. But it gets worse from there. Yeah. This is what this was first generation, you know, climate control and the whole bit. Yeah. Well, part of the house had the air conditioning running in the middle of winter. Oh the other the other part had the heat trying to, you know, sauna room temperature.
2: Yeah. Uh, you
5: know,
1: just Long story short, first-generation technology did not work very well for Mr. Vila. Yeah. 30 years on, we still have some of these very same issues oh, yeah. coupled with the the hacking deal. I, in my job, I see all sorts of houses. I was in a smart home, yep. and this guy absolutely loved it. Yep. And he's talking about how I can be at work and blah, 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 and I'm on vacation. I said, so what happens if I hack your system? Right. He looked at me, and he goes, "That can't be done." And I said, "They hacked the Pentagon." <laughs> Excuse exactly. me. If somebody really wants to hack your house for whatever reason, right. can't get, to get anyone. I says they will. Yeah. And the guy just stopped dead in his tracks, and he goes, he goes "I'm going to have to get a hold of you know the guys who put the system in and see what kind of you know software protection we have and encryption." and all. But yeah,
2: uh, well the other helps. issue is Paul the guys that put the systems in left the password as admin with the password a blank. So they the the a lot of these installers don't think about security. They just think about connectivity so that yes. the, so that the thing works, but they really don't think about setting up VPN technology or proper security so that Um, they just move on to the next installation. So a lot of times, everything's default. So if I knew what kind of software or system that that guy was running, I probably could try to get in that way just by using the default passwords. That's usually what happens.
0: So if you bought a smart home, would they give you a list of all the passwords and all the devices that have passwords on them?
2: Right. It gets complicated. So you're right, Paul. This technology has got a little ways to go. Let's drop
1: this down to something that everybody can relate to. Everybody in the audience that has an electric garage door opener, raise your hand. Right. Everybody that has an electric garage door opener where you change the password code on that door opener, put your hand down. Exactly. Wow. And, and, I mean, you can... They're all default. Yeah. If you you have a, a universal controller at any electronics store, and I pull up to your house, and you've got an electric garage door, and I punch in the... I forget what the, the I forget what it was, but it yeah. was the same four digits.
2: Right, a lot I of could them could be open. I know that's still an issue. It's better now, but it's still an issue.
1: Door, I'm in your house.
2: Right, I hear you. All right, have Paul. A good day, Thanks. Hey,
1: by the way, yeah? I love this show. I don't always call in. Okay, uh, but I I just love the knowledge I gain from
2: it. We're happy to have you, Paul. Have a good day. Thanks. All right, bye bye. What were you going to say, Bob?
0: I wanted to say that uh, the the one that I have. It has some sort of a uh, uh, Scramble. algorithm yeah. that scrambles the uh, password each time it's used.
2: Yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, it does help improve that security. Let's go on to uh, Ted in Bark Hampstead next. Hey, Ted, what's up?
7: Hi, I was listening what that uh, fellow called in and said that he couldn't get uh, WTIC radio through Alexa.
2: Yeah, the radio.com app, I guess, doesn't work through Alexa. Okay. That's what I they're going to be going to.
7: I was, I was listening to it. I get it, and I guess I use uh, something, Tune.
2: Yeah, that's uh, going to change.
7: The app. That's going to change?
2: Yeah, I think you're going to have to get it through Radio.com, which right now doesn't work through Alexa. So do you do that through a phone at all? Do you have, do you have a smartphone?
7: I have a smartphone, but I don't do it through the smartphone. I do it through my, uh. Fire, TV, my Fire, uh, Fire tablet.
2: Okay. So on and, that, you uh, could... While you, probably,
7: while you were talking and talking about Alexa, the yeah. Fire tablet was firing up.
2: <laughs> See, that's a whole other issue, right? I mean, yeah. it, Alexa should be smart enough to know Ted from Campson rather than Eric from Computer Talk. Exactly. I mean, it should be more secure, so I shouldn't be able to tell it to order a bunch of milk on you right now and say, yeah, yeah order some milk for Ted and... Uh, <laughs> oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> order a 1,000 pounds of dishwashing detergent for Ted. Uh so yeah, so we'll see what happens with Radio.com and, and uh, your Alexa, but hopefully it'll. Yeah, but it'll it
7: work. is great. It, uh, I mean, it's high, it's HD, and it, it, uh, good quality sound. Oh, and, of course.
2: Yeah. Do you think of Alexa as a smart speaker, or do you think of it as a smart microphone, like I do?
7: I'm not sure. I know. I just use it to list to tell it to do things.
2: Okay, because you don't think of it as anything other than Alexa. To you, it's it's it's, it's neither it's neither a speaker nor a microphone, huh? Right. Gotcha. Right. Cool. Well, thanks for the uh, update, Ted. Okay.
7: Nice show.
2: Thank you. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Um, yeah, smart homes. It's it's really an interesting an interesting problem. If your internet's down, you can't toast your toast. You can't get your popcorn. You can't open your garage door. You can't mess with your lights. Um, I don't know. I'm not there yet with a smart home. I just yell up and tell the kids to turn the light off. Or uh, you know, my my thermostat basically runs on two AA batteries, and it's a little basic setback. And I set it. And then I go to work, and the kids, again, they're home from school, from UConn. They're, they're working, but they're home sometimes. And no matter where I set it, they set it back to manual and put the air conditioning where they want it. Smart home or not, right? So if, my, if I had one of those Google devices, it would call me and say, Hey, Eric, your kids are cranking the AC again. Well, that's great, but I can't get the Google device to work. Uh, my my uh, AC systems it's too, <laughs> it's just my AC system I guess is a little too complicated for Google to work. So I can't win. I'll just deal with changing the batteries every. Four or five months on my silly setback thermostat. I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. Stick around, Dr. Alessi's up next. Thanks, Matt, for producing. Thanks, Mike, for posting everything live. It'll be up there for you at ComputerTalkWithTab.com, the name of the show.com, or over at Facebook. If Mark Zuckerberg deems it worthy and you like us at Tab Computer Systems, it might get into your newsfeed. See you next week.